Welcome to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Janessa McKenzie, an intuitive business and mindset coach to inspire success-driven solopreneurs like you who are ready to show up like a badass boss and create the impact and income they desire. It's my mission to help you see who you were created to be so you can share your gifts with the world and make a difference. My approach to business is not what most would call normal. Thank God, because being weird and unapologetic about it is my jam. On this podcast, we mix the woo with the do to help you create the space, energetics, and strategy that attract the clients and cash you really want while unapologetically showing up as who you are so you can design the business and life you desire from the inside out. So if you're ready to say peace to settling, hiding, half-assing, and dimming your light, and yes to having the abundant, profitable business and life of your dreams without living on the edge of exhaustion and overwhelm, listen up as I hit the BS button on the extremely outdated perception that you need to hustle to be something you're not to be successful. Thank you so much for being here today. Now let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I am here today with Liz, and Liz's specialty is working with bootstrapping solopreneurs in their first year of business to use marketing the right way, which I think is amazing because, Liz, we all know that when you first get started as an entrepreneur, we're like, oh my God, I have to be a marketer. I have to be a salesperson. I have to be a graphic designer. I have to be a website designer. I have to be all these things that you're like, this is not why I signed up, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm so happy to be talking about my niche in particular and how it's useful, especially for entrepreneurs and even for people who are thinking about um, starting their own business and they're worried that it will just be too overwhelming in the first couple of years. Um, There's certainly strategies that they can use and get into place so that they don't have to be overwhelmed and burnt out. Yeah, exactly. So Liz actually has... um, she replaced her income in 10 months with a really, you know, what we would consider a smaller audience, 400 followers on social media, which is awesome because I couldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's really exciting. And I really can't wait to hear how you did that and what some of the marketing, you know, tips and tools and tricks and all of those things that you have for all of all of us, but, you know, specifically the newer entrepreneurs in the audience, I think will really appreciate this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I do believe in sort of starting where you are. Um, I think numbers and the numbers game has really become prevalent in our society, especially as everyone is on social media. Um, But I would absolutely love to encourage your listeners to not be discouraged by small followers or a small following. Um, You can absolutely build the business that you're interested in building, Uh, get right out there, get the clients that you need and replace any of the income that might have been sustaining you until that point. So I'm super excited to talk about that today. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get started and talking about that. I mean, I would think that the first step would be to, even if you just have a smaller following, you need to be attracting the right people. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. This is why I think the numbers game becomes a bit of a problem when it has to do with social media, because most people nowadays kind of feel like, you know, let's just attract everybody. Let's get our friends, our family, everyone who's just passing by. Let's let's get them all on our train so that we can boost our numbers. Um, And then feeling like that is enough of the credibility that you need. 
Um, yeah. so in fact, I would encourage people more to focus on the experience that they can give their clients and to actively speak to prospective clients as soon as possible, mm -hmm. um, rather than kind of hiding behind social media. <laughs> Um, yeah. Instead, you know, force yourself to get out there and speak to as many people as possible until your name and your brand name is really a household name for everyone who is in your following. And then that really makes the biggest difference right at the beginning. Yeah. And that also leads into, you know, other people going uh, like in other groups or, you know, whatever. Somebody has a question and they're like, oh, my gosh, you need to go talk to, you know, Liz or you need to go talk to Janessa about these things like they're amazing at this stuff and that gets your name out there even more so just letting people know what you do first of all yeah like that was my i i hid behind um designing my website for a month right, right. telling yeah. myself that i was in business right um yeah. but nobody even knew what i did <laughs> Right. Yeah. I think we almost self-sabotage ourselves. And part of the thing is, you know, we're 50% confident about what we do and what we want to do, but the other 50% sits with us actually getting in front of people and telling them about it. And, you know, that fear factor in terms of walking them through our offer mm. and then waiting for that response at the end of it. So that itself is a whole, you know, that's a whole podcast in itself. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, every single one of us entrepreneurs, we have drained hours in our life playing with Canva, um, mm -hmm. feeling like we're in our business. So, yeah. So there's a lot of different uh, strategies and uh, marketing techniques that people can use to kind of get over all of that and mm. just really put themselves where they need to be. Yeah. What do you think the number, well, besides telling people what you do and, and what your offer is, what is, what do you think is the number one thing that people really need to get out there and do or be? Um, so I really think that visibility is going to be key. So when we talk about visibility, you know, it's, it's tied into exposure and, and getting your name out there, getting your face out there. That's all true. But, you know, as we look at, you know, top of funnel, like those numbers in terms of traffic and the number of people that actually know about us, this all comes down really to free strategies. So this is why when I talk to early straight stage entrepreneurs, and I know that they're not looking usually to spend thousands of dollars in paid advertising or hire a PR company, they're just looking to do things for free that they can do in their first couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people have to get on video before they do any other single thing. So having your own material, having your offer ready, having all of that, that is something as a business owner that you have to do anyway. But then as soon as you are sure that this is ready to go, I'm ready to actually tell one person about it confidently, walk them through the entire offer and actually, you know, make that sale. As soon as you feel confident about that, which of, of course is, you know, step one, then you need to get on video because nothing is going to give you the level of exposure like video can. Um, you know, and then attached to that is all the other sort of marketing strategies, like using other social media platforms and blogging and doing all of that and meeting people one to one, all of that. Um, but I'd say in terms of like an early stage entrepreneur, once you get on video, your the ability to get traction to at least be out there enough that you can continue to do the other strategies, I would say always is number one. And, and social media shows that it is, in fact, moving in that direction with most platforms. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, I have definitely seen if I either go live or even yeah. post a video on my business page, it gets way more reach than Absolutely. Yeah. just a regular post or, you know, anything else. 
Right. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of people who have just started their business, I think sometimes we think to ourselves, okay, you know, my specialty is the content of my business, whatever that service is or whatever the product is. Um, and just as you mentioned at the beginning, we're wearing all these different hats. We have to be the operations manager. We have to be the graphic designer. We have to put together our actual offer. So we have to be the salesperson. We have to do all of that. Um, and we may also limit ourselves in thinking, you know, um, I'm an introvert, therefore I can't be on social media, or I'm not a good writer, therefore I can't have a blog on my website, or I've never coded anything, therefore I need to hire out for my website. Mm. So times have changed and, uh, you know, we can in fact do all of these things ourselves in the first one year. For sure, we can absolutely do all these things. Um, and then as we're doing it, you know, we understand what our skill strengths are and what things we don't enjoy as much, so then we can consider outsourcing or doing any of that. But um, I often, often see people trying to limit themselves and saying, this is something that I'm not good at, you know, right from the get go. And that's where tools with regards to social media and all of that come into play, because sometimes we say we're an introvert, therefore we can't be on video or we're not good at writing, therefore we can't do blogs hmm. um, or we don't know how to really take great photos, therefore we can't do Instagram. So rather than finding all these things that we're not good at and thinking of what we can't do in life because of that, um, I really encourage people figure out what you're good at. That's one thing. Think about what you think you're not good at and see how you can either learn it or, you know, team up with somebody that can help you to learn that. And then just get over those barriers as soon as you can. Don't limit yourself. Because yeah. as a business owner, like our dream as business owners is to build this great thing that's going to impact lives, change our lives, change our families' lives, everything. Hmm. So we absolutely can't do that if we play small and have this long list of things that we can't do that we're not good at, right? Yeah. Right? So then I encourage people, you know, just think about the things that you're not that comfortable with, but ask yourself very, very bluntly, would those things make a difference if I became good at them? Or if I found a way to get them done, would those things make a difference in my business? So, you know, marketing is, it's the lifeblood of, of getting the message out there. The internet is a really, really crowded place nowadays. Everyone in the world is on the internet and on social, mm -hmm. especially through the pandemic where we're all sitting at home and scrolling. So, you know, the things that we felt that we might not be good at, we're going to have to start thinking about how we can become good at them. Yeah. And I think marketing also has a big um, stigma around it too, where, yes. yeah. you know, uh, it's like this whole other world, like right. marketing is so, it's like this big other big thing that you have to learn. And right. really when you can't write down to it, marketing is just sharing your stuff. Exactly, exactly. And even when we think about our own day to day life, we ourselves as people do a ton of marketing without even knowing it. Yeah, like, you know, calling our friend and telling them, hey, I'm planning a baby shower for our other friend. That's marketing, you know, mm -hmm. sending out the email about that, putting up a social, you know, a Facebook page or an Instagram page, creating a WhatsApp group, decorating the place. This is all marketing, mm -hmm. trying to make that event or that product or that whatever it is as good as possible, getting the word out there about it, getting people excited about this thing that is exciting. Mm -hmm. All of it is marketing. We're doing this on a daily basis. The projects that our kids are working on in school, it's marketing. For them yeah. to stand up in front of their class and tell their, you know, class, this is the thing that I worked on and this is what it's all about. It's all like different, different levels of marketing. So as, as you said, you know, there's a lot of stigmas around it. And back in the old days when marketing was mainly, you know, salesmen talk, mm. um, you know, those times have changed and those days have changed. So if we really have an offer that we are excited about that we think is going to change lives, 
Um, it's absolutely a disservice not to tell people about it when that one person is roaming the universe looking for this solution yeah. that they don't know about because we didn't, you know, step up to take take the time to tell people about it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So talk to us about how you replaced your income in 10 months. Okay, so what I did to replace my income was I absolutely took my own advice in terms of making sure that I got, got out there on video. Because my main concern was getting in front of enough people, um, focusing on getting enough traffic, getting in front of people, and then being very, very, very picky about who I spend my time talking to and what I do with the rest of my time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, hustle culture, it's really, really prevalent. 50% of the universe says that it's no good. The other 50% says <laughs> you have to hustle in order to get your business anywhere. Yeah, definitely so, two you know, camps there. Right? Yeah. So whichever camp you fall into... The reality is we still only get 24 hours, whether you decide if you're going to hustle or not hustle. Mm. So if you want to move yourself along sooner rather than later, then my recommendation from my own personal experience is to spend those 24 hours talking to the right people, spend surrounding yourselves with the right people, and then using your time to create the right stuff for the right people. So, you know, what does this exactly mean? Like, what does that mean when I say all this? So this means I had to, in fact, sacrifice a lot of things just so that I could get myself up to speed within 10 months. It's not, it's not something that came easily at all, right? And this is something every single business owner, we have to drop things off of our social calendar, drop things off of our personal calendar. There's always going to be some sacrifice <clears throat> there. So that's absolutely for sure. And that's mainly because I wanted to preserve my time. I wanted to make sure that whatever little time I have left, I'm mainly talking to prospective clients. Mm. So this is something that I had to be very, very disciplined about, because as you said, you know, trying to build our own website, trying to create our own graphics, trying to figure out which of the 15 social media platforms to be on, all of those things drain 10 to 15 hours of our week sometimes to do all of that. Yeah, or more. <laughs> right. Or more. And then once you actually get those things up and going, what do you actually put there? If you have an amazing website, the only way your website is actually going to convert any single person that comes to it is if your messaging is crystal clear on it, yeah. which means even more important than the website is the messaging. So then messaging is not something that any of us signed up for when we decided that we're going to start a business, right? We started because we love this thing that we're doing. None of us thought that we have to become a copywriter or, you know, any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So then in order to get good at messaging, the only way to do it is to spend time talking to people. So this is one thing that I was very, very, very adamant about from the beginning. I really attribute that to um, my chance to move this process along faster than probably it could have. Um, because out of those 10 months, I definitely spent at least the first seven months or so just talking to people. Just talking to people who seem to fit my ideal client, going and just having very random conversations with them, following them on social media to see what it is they're interested in, mm -hmm. putting out content myself that's exactly relevant to them. So constantly, constantly having conversations in the background. One thing that I was not manic about is asking all of my friends and family to join my, my social media. Yeah. So this is something that a lot of early stage entrepreneurs want to do because they want to boost their numbers. But if your friends and, you know, your friends and family, their role in life is to love you and adore you. Their role is not to be your ideal client. Yeah. So it's very hard to get, you know, the opinions of your friends and families who want to support you and encourage you in order to get your messaging right to put it out there in any sense. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So this is why I didn't bother trying to chase, you know, trying to boost my numbers in any way. I was mainly having behind the scenes conversations via email um, on live stream with anyone who came up on my live stream, mm-hmm. um, holding challenges on Facebook, you know, five day challenges, sign up and let's do this thing together. Mm-hmm. Sending out emails to my email list and then DMing people in on Instagram just to have conversations. Yeah. So all of those things really helped me to tighten my message so that when it came time to actually sell my products, it wasn't really a hard sell because people, in fact, you know, understood who I was. They had been having conversations with me for months. So you were running challenges. Were you offering something at the end of these challenges or at this point now? Yeah. So I've had, so in fact, I have two businesses. Um, So one is a service-based business. The other one is digital products. Mm. So for my service-based business, so that's an event management company that I run. Mm. So for that, I am constantly out and center in terms of being on video. I'm constantly promoting my own videos, putting out new videos, talking to people about what it is that I'm doing, sending people personalized videos in their DMs, Mm -hmm. just letting them know about some stuff that I'm doing. So that's the way that I built that business. Mm -hmm. My second business was digital products. I had two offers. One was a micro offer, and then I had my flagship course. So for both of them, I ran a challenge immediately before launching those offers so that I can, you know, add people to my email list and spend five days with them working with them on something. And by that point, they had the curiosity of looking into my social media anyway, just to see what it is that I do. Yeah. Um, So then I could continue to build that relationship with them. Yeah. So you were Mm -hmm. offering like the micro offer at the end of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I think that another thing that a lot of people get hung up on is like these challenges because you know we call them a launch right so right. you're like launching and people go oh my god a launch like there's so much work and so much this and that and all of mm-hmm. these things that I have to do and you know yes you can totally plan out a very complicated um, air quoting here <laughs> mm-hmm. launch if you want to or it can really be as simple as three emails to your email list yes yeah absolutely one, one post like it it does not have to be complicated, but what you're saying about your messaging and knowing your offer inside and out so that you can talk about it with value so that not, I think a lot of um, newer entrepreneurs also feel like, oh, I'm being salesy. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you are passionate about your offer and you know your offer inside out and you know the transformation it gives and you know that you can solve these problems, for these people that you're helping it's it really doesn't it's it's not sales right it's, it's not like, sales it hey, i'm over right. here and i mm-hmm. want to help you and you know that's really it either they're going to find value and pay you or they're not like right and, and the it. beauty of using social media for that is because you can reflect that in your social media how your own offer is helping yourself Mm-hmm. So these are the sales that I find the easiest to get in fact and when we follow people on social we can see that because that's how they build the no like and trust factor yeah. because they're really just documenting their own life they're documenting how they work on their business the product or service that they have and then you know how their own life is moving seven days a week yeah. and we can see the effect of a good product or service in their own life so then it doesn't become a hard sell at that point 
when they're you know ready to drop something or ready to mention something, we're already dialed into the fact that this is what this person lifestyle seems to be like. Mm-hmm. I would like to have a piece of that or have that for myself. So then we're almost hanging on and waiting for the email with the uh, the offer in it. Yeah, like what are mm-hmm. you going to give us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in all of the things that you just said, even um, I see a little bit deeper into. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's my superpower. So you can tell me all of the things that you did, which mm-hmm. is amazing because that's, yeah. it seems to be that that is, um, you know, what people look for. Tell mm-hmm. me what to do. Tell me what to do. What did you do? What's the secret? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and while giving people how to and what to do, like the strategies and, and all of that is amazing. Mm-hmm. I think what a lot of people are missing is what's mm-hmm. behind it. Right. Because you didn't just, you know, go out there one without a little bit of fear, right? Mm-hmm. There was obviously there's a little bit of fear there always just because we're human. Right. But you did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And the mindset behind you being so focused and, um, you know, saying, okay, this is what I'm going to focus on. And these are the things that I'm going to do, like the four or five things that I'm going to do to get there. Yeah. That's very, um, that's a mindset in itself, right? So focused, committed, like you're like, this is going to, I'm going to make this work and it's going to work no matter what, because I've decided it is. Yes. Yeah. So all of those things, you know, behind all of the do, which is, you know, this is what we do here. We mix the woo with the do. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) And and that includes, you know, mindset and, and just the simple science and, you know, like woo isn't always just about woo to me is non-tangible. It's the non-tangible things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so having all of those that are, all of that type of mindset behind you to push yourself forward and, and to do the things. I think that's where a lot of people have the disconnect. Right. Yes. I would absolutely say like, if you had to ask me, what is the secret combination behind anything that I feel proud of having done myself, I would say definitely it's, um, it's absolutely the mindset plus the inspiration behind it. You know, those two things absolutely go hand in hand because every single day I do push myself to find some sources of inspiration. And that's not necessarily inspiration for my product, but that's to personally inspire me. So I, I absolutely have a practice every single morning that I want to listen to a podcast and watch at least one YouTube of somebody who has done something that they are proud of, you know, irrespective of whether it's in any way connected to me or my business, mm-hmm. something they are proud of because the mindset plus the storytelling, these two things really make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we find ways to inspire ourselves, it's another box that we can check, meaning, you know, if somebody has done that, we can also do that. That's one thing. The other thing is, you know, to find the right people to surround ourselves with, because being an entrepreneur, starting a business, it's absolutely one of the riskiest, riskiest and craziest ventures that people can do. Right. So this is it's always the case, whether it's a small home based business or anything larger than that. So. I would never say that we have to walk in an idealistic world where we just surround ourselves with yes men who say all the wonderful things to us. That's absolutely, absolutely not right. 
But we do have to at least have a tight group of people who understand our vision for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And they're willing to, you know, discuss with us back and forth, battle with us back and forth, tell us to our face if we're going down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. But we know that those people would truly like to see us do well. So that is often a very, very small and compact number of people. It may or may not be your immediate friends or family. Sometimes it can be, you know, another four or five people that you've somehow bumped into in life that just suit that role. So -hmm. for me, I absolutely have a couple people like that. And that makes the biggest difference, too, because all of those moments of self-doubt or, you know, what am I doing? All of that gets squashed from those couple of people that are there to remind you that you're on this path and you're on this journey for a reason. So that's the other thing. And then I'd say the third piece of that is, you know, us telling our own story. So, you know, I would absolutely tell any of your listeners today, don't ever underestimate yourself. It doesn't matter at all, you know, any of the failures, the so-called failures or the flops or the dark valleys of life you might have had in the last 20, 30, 40 years, any of the things that might have set you back. Don't underestimate yourself because all of us can absolutely build one brick at a time from zero And our life can be far, far, far better than we ever thought it can be. Mm. So the way to actually make that connection between ourselves as the business owner to anyone, you know, out in our audience is to always be telling our own story and not to be afraid of our story in terms of, you know, these are the failures, these are the reasons, these are the things that I'm doing right now. You know, tell your own story is what I encourage. And we will always attract people that are interested in that story. And of course, we will repel the people who prefer to be, you know, listening to other stories. And that's absolutely fine, too. Yeah, but I absolutely agree with you. You know, that mindset piece, that is everything. You know, how we feel in the morning and then we still feel by 4 p.m. Yeah. That is really going to make a difference <laughs> as to whether this takes 10 months or 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And, you know, but it's the mindset behind the actions. And I, yeah. I like to call it inspired action because, right. you know, we can take actions all day long, but yeah. which actions are you taking? Are you taking inspired actions or are you taking actions that are just to take an action? Right. Yeah. And, you know, and even in magazines and things, we've read all these famous quotes from famous celebrities that say, if you get into business just for the pure idea of making tons of money and making millions of dollars, you know, reaching that stage will probably not bring you a lot of happiness. So absolutely the why behind your actions is going to make a difference because if you're someone who's in a nine to five right now, and you're hoping to build something on the side and you have this crazy dream in the back of your head to make your side thing your new nine to five one day, it's a huge risk. It's a huge risk that you're taking for yourself, for your family. You're putting yourself out there. You're putting all of your time into it. Still, you are probably doing that because the why that you have is pulling you so far in that direction that you want to attempt something new that's sparking your creativity, that might bring more freedom, Um, to your family more time there's going to be some why there that's actually the oil that's greasing that engine to keep you going seven days a week so you know I encourage you to keep asking yourself you know why did you get started with this in the first place what was the reason that one day you decided to wake up and build a website saying I sell this thing and this is what I do right What, what was it that that actually drove you to that and then remind yourself of this daily all day every day yes Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I say that because, well, a lot of reasons, just, just because amen to that, yeah. but there are, you know, we can, 
when we, I know when I started my business, it mm-hmm. was, um, I was a photographer when I, my first business was a photographer. Mm-hmm. So why did I want to do that? Um, I, I loved it because it was creative for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it because I could give people pictures of themselves, their kids, whatever it was so that they, you know, could enjoy them and, yes. and love Memory. them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like the surface why, right? But and I didn't realize there was a deeper why until later, until mm-hmm. you start doing it and you start, you know, really, you know, creating content. When you start writing and creating content, and you really look deeper into yourself and you ask yourself questions like what change do I want to see in the world? Like we're, mm-hmm. we're one human. So for a lot of us, we think we can't change the world, right? right? We, but we can, we just, we do it with a ripple effect. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's really important to define what you would love to be able to change in the world. Right. What you would love to be able to change in society, in your town, in your house. Like <laughs> you can go real, so micro to like, what do I want to change inside of me? Because the thing that you want to change inside of you, you want to see change outside of you as well, because that's, you are creating that change. When you create a change inside, you're creating the change outside in your own reality. Right. And it's interesting you say that too, because, you know, business owners, I think that we think that we live in our silo, right? There's our business and then there's this silo around us and it's just us and our business and that nothing that we do makes a difference unless we actually make a sale. Mm. But the number of conversations that I've had with people who have just very randomly said, you know what, Liz, some of the stuff that you're doing really inspires me or Mm. something that you said last week on your live stream really made me think about this. So Mm. as you said, you know, the ripple effect is very wide. So the end result is not always that we get a sale and, you know, that customer gives us a testimonial and that becomes, you know, someone on our roster. The end result, which is a very, very positive result, is that somebody has been inspired to do something, which they may or may not tell you about. They may never reach out to you and tell you that, you know, you've inspired them in any way. But still, that ripple effect has reached them. They may continue to do that to, you know, move that forward in their life to other people in their life. So there's all sorts of, you know, positive effects that come out of the work that we are doing. And the actual sale is only one very, very small subset, I would say, Mm -hmm. because the relationships and the connections that we're making and the ideas that we are sparking for other people. I think that that in the end, you know, for sure, that's going to be the winning result behind all of this, which is why when we get up in the morning and we start working on our business, we think that it's just our business that we're working on. But in fact, it's other people's lives one at a time that we're actually chipping away at. Yeah, it's the Mm -hmm. world. Yeah, the world we're chipping away at. Totally. And Mm -hmm. that is, you know, when I, you know, really dug deeper and and my why evolved, right? Mm -hmm. And it's okay. This is like one of the biggest messages that I have for, I don't care where you are in your journey in entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. that it is okay to change things. Yes. Yep. Evolve and grow. And as you do that, your messaging is going to change. Your, you know, why may change a little bit. I don't want to say change, but it's going to get deeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, your why is going to be deeper within you where it, you're like, 
oh, now I really understand why I, you know, because our brains are like that. It's like, oh, yeah. why? <laughs> like we ask ourselves questions and our brain's like, well, Mm-hmm. I don't want to answer questions for myself. I can answer questions for everybody else, but mm-hmm. I don't want to look inside that your mm-hmm. conscious brain says, uh-uh. <laughs> so you have to bypass it in order sometimes to really dig deep and, and look at all of those things. Right. And it's, 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 it creates a whole new world. Like it, it really does. does. All of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, whoa, what happened? And on this topic of, you know, how our why might evolve, when I think back to my original business plan that I made, so when I first started my business, before that, I made my business plan, I had my, you know, why and my who, what, where, how, everything all mapped out in there and the full five years, all of that. So, you know, that plan also sometimes changes according to the level of our business and how we're moving forward and how our goals might change, or we might become more enlightened to some information and then change that. So even the business plan has changed. And when I opened the second business, you know, I had that plan and that has also changed in some ways, although I tried to keep my goals somewhat steadfast so I don't go too off track. Mm -hmm. But the, you know, interesting thing about talking to more and more prospective clients or people just in your audience in general is that you might find that you can offer people even more than what you originally expected or anticipated. Because as you talk to people, you'll see what their why is and what are their uh, problems and concerns and pain points. And they might be completely different from what you thought. And you Mm -hmm. might, in fact, have solutions for those things as well. Mm -hmm. So the thing about talking to people is that it just opened your eyes in many, many ways about how you can provide more of a service to them. We might have thought that we just have product A and B, but in fact, there's, there's likely going to be far more that we can add to our general product suit and, you know, just our, our list of things that we can offer to people as we continue to grow our business and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the sooner that we can get comfortable in actually connecting and liaising with people, I would say the faster your business growth is going to actually move along. Um, whether that's getting on the phone with people or jumping on Zoom with people or having DM chat conversations, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to be clear about the fact that, and it, this is something that's not as easy to do for everyone, especially if you feel a little bit introverted and you're shy about kind of putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, if I'm reaching out to somebody that I've never connected with before in any sense, I will usually introduce myself and let them know, you know, I'm working on, I have this business. This is what I do. The reason that I'm reaching out to you is from is by looking at some of the material that you have posted online or some of the work that you do online. It seems that we might have a lot of similarities in how we are approaching certain problems. Mm. So I would love to, you know, ask you a couple questions about this just for my own market research and so I can make my own product better. Mm. So there's no pitch there. There's no sell there. There's no, you know, please come and meet me for anything. There's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So usually in a very, very friendly perspective, people are generally willing to just answer a couple of questions for you. Now, if you go on to pitch them shortly thereafter, then it, it, that might be <laughs> a hard sell or a cold sale at that point. Yeah. Um, but right, like there are ways to just, and it's very genuine because that's in fact what I'm doing. I am in fact looking to speak to somebody who might either be in my audience or be connected to my topic in some way, just to enlighten myself. It's all about enlightening myself so that I can go back and now continue working on my thing. 
And then that person will remain there. That person may remain in our audience. They may walk off into the sunset, whatever the case is. <laughs> We're trying to make our product better. We're trying to connect with more people who could, you know, make use of such a product or be in our audience in general. Mm. So all of these, you know, create a lot of advantages for them and for us. Because sometimes that 15-minute conversation even can enlighten them into some things or, or make it clear to them that there's, in fact, people like us that are working on these same problems and pain points. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if I get a DM, like you just said, I would be mm-hmm. like, oh, like the heavens mm-hmm. would have opened up and I would have yeah. been like, oh my gosh, because there are so many DMs that I get that are not like that. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. When you go for the cold sale or when you make it clear that you're trying to gain something out of it, then that's not a conversation anymore. That's really what it isn't. It's right. just like a friend meeting you for coffee and like asking you for a favor before you get out of the parking lot. So it's exactly like that. You know, it's not appreciated from, from any direction for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, it's funny because I will, you know, if somebody DMs me like cold DMs me with the link to their group or, mm-hmm. um, you know, Hey, I'm holding this masterclass sign up here or, you yeah. know, any of that stuff. Um, or even just sends me a friend request on my personal page. And then reaches out to me, you know, um, and, you know, sends me a message. I always ask them, and some people will never answer me, but Mm -hmm. we all know I'm, you know, I don't, not too fluffy. I kind (laughs) of get to the point, you know? So (laughs) I'm like, oh, thanks so much for connecting. What made you want to reach out to me? Mm -hmm. Like, period. If there is a genuine reason that you reached out to me, right. That you don't feel shame or guilt over. You're going to answer my question. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. If, but if somebody is like just shooting off, you know, links to things Mm -hmm. just to get numbers, like we talked about before, just to get the numbers in their group or in their, you know, on their social media or whatever. Yeah they probably don't feel good about that in the first place. Right. Yes. So they're not going to answer you and be like, oh, I just want you to be a number. Right. <laughs> You've called them out. You've totally called them out. Yep. I called them out without being mean about it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a simple question. I mean, and for me being, you know, genuine and honest, I want to know why you reached out to me. Yep. Like I... And more than normally I don't send friend requests unless I've already connected with somebody like in a group yes, or like here on the podcast or whatever it is. Um, I will go and research the people that do send me friend requests, like not research, like Google them or anything, Mm -hmm. but I go and look at their Facebook profile. Do I want this energy on my feet? Right. Um, because that's important. What I am on social media a lot. So right. what I see, I don't want to, I don't want it to invade the energy that I, I have when I'm on social media. I don't want yes. it to be like, Oh, this is another, you know, whatever it is. Right. And your audience is also expecting that of you because your audience is following you because they care about your content and what it is that you have to say about it. So then as a business owner yourself, you know, you're responsible to them and to bring them the right people that will vibe with them and connect with them. So yeah, that's absolutely a reasonable and and good way of going about it, I would say. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. and I do have to say that 
you know, I, I've gotten better about this, mm-hmm. but there are like, there have been times when people have reached out and just been like, oh, hi, you know, like, <laughs> and you're like, you almost want to type back, what do you want? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Ooh, that's like such a reflection of like my own shit right there. Right? Oh <laughs> <laughs> no. So, no, I mean, that's, that's good. That it's good to, to recognize that and yeah. question those things. Like if you feel a certain way about something and you're, you know, not like that, like right. I had to question myself, like, why do I feel like somebody that's just saying hi mm-hmm. and wants to connect? Why do I feel like they want something from me? I know. Well, social media, I think, does make us cynical, too, because Mm -hmm. all of us as strangers are all sharing this space. Mm -hmm. So it's almost the same as going to a party at somebody's house and everyone there is a stranger. So now you're all forced to hang out in this place and kind of socialize, kind of be friendly. And then, you know, so there's all of that. So, I mean, it does absolutely... And all of us, you know, verifiably are getting all these DMs all day long from some from strangers, some of them very friendly, some not all of this. Mm -hmm. So I think we do definitely start feeling like, you know, what, what's, you know, what are you out for? What are you looking into? What are you trying to get out of me? And all of that. That's a, I think it's a reasonable attitude. (laughs) Yeah. So I do like the, you know, the ones that just send me a link the first time, usually I just like delete, Mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't even want to engage in in that energy because that's not my energy like that's yeah. not how I want to operate so I just don't um right. but now you know other people that will reach out and just be like hey came across your profile I love your content you know whatever mm-hmm. um instead of automatically going oh what do they want like <laughs> if you answer them they're gonna pitch and of course if I assume or believe that they're going to pitch, they're going to pitch. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because that, you know, that's just me creating a reality. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I agree with this hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. I will, you know, engage and some of them are amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they end up being absolutely amazing connections. Others. Yeah. It's like the fourth, you know, fourth, back and forth that they're like oh hey I have this great thing right. and I'm like oh I don't remember in any of this conversation even remotely saying that I needed this great thing right you know yeah. <laughs> yep. totally and I think that would be you know if I had to say that there's an end result or end goal for using social media it really should be to talk about how you know, our product, our service, whatever is impacting our life. How is our life moving along seven days a week rather than like the trying to chase of the audience? So that's a totally different mindset, spending your entire day trying to chase an audience mm-hmm. um, rather than just kind of you being, you know, you just exist as a business owner, as a mother or wife or, you know, whatever are the different hats that you wear, you're mm-hmm. just existing. And then you're talking about how your life is impacted on a daily basis by a variety of different things, including your product or your service. Mm-hmm. So, you know, once that carries its own weight, then we will find that our audience is coming after us, not the other way around. You know, we never see Nike cold DMing anybody. We never see Reebok <laughs> cold DMing anyone, right? No. So we are all chasing that content. It's not the other way around. So I think that's really like an end goal that we should try to make for ourselves, where we can just be who we are 
-hmm. we can regularly uh, talk about our life, including a little bit about our product and our service, because the point of talking about our product and service is so that it can help somebody. It's not so that we can be like, you know, here's our shampoo and please buy. It's because it's life changing. So please think about it if you need that change in your life. Yeah. So once we use social media like that, then it becomes far, far easier not to be like the cold salesman that's, you know, sending the DM. Yeah. Um, because people just naturally gravitate towards our material. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but I, you know, I really encourage people to make use of stories, Instagram and Facebook stories, because mm-hmm. that's really where the gold is. In fact, um, people are looking at stories. So if you're, if you're an account who's not regularly using your stories, I really, really encourage you always have a story up always have something up. Um, you know, nobody should come across your account and think, okay, let me look into this person and see that there's just no story there for days and days and days. Um, that's me. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You should absolutely just, you know, something that's relevant to your life. And that's the thing. It's that issue of trying to figure out, you know, what in the world do I post to stories? Mm. Because story posts are totally different from feed posts, right? Feed posts, you carefully think about, you know, a lot of different things before you post to your feed. But stories, it can just really just be about your life. You can curate other people's content, which is also helpful for your audience, Mm -hmm. right? You know, just interesting different things there. Um, Because all of those things kind of move your social media platforms also along just in the system and keep you more front of mind so that people Mm -hmm. don't have to just find you accidentally. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I tend yeah. to I tend to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stories. I'm like, I don't know what to put on my story. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's so funny because we are just us, right? We are who yes. we are and we are here and we're living. But yep. when when we hear just go be on mm-hmm. social media, mm-hmm. our brain goes, but everyone's gonna see that. But okay. um but I'm talking about my business. And if nobody engages, that means that my business or I am not good enough. Like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our brains are crazy machines. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you know, we just can spiral into all that crap so fast and easy that, you know, you, we really got to be conscious about what, what our thoughts are. Right. When you hear those things, like this is how I have moved through a lot of, you know, the confidence and issues that I had in the beginning, Mm -hmm. just constantly questioning my thoughts. Right. Like, why would I think that? Why would Mm -hmm. I be feeling that? Why does that trigger me? Why, you know, like for a long time, a lot of the um, posts that were like, make 5k in 30 days and mm-hmm. like those posts like I still roll my eyes at them mm-hmm. so I'm like mm-hmm. uh, like yeah you can absolutely make 5k in 30 days and I know that you know entrepreneurs who are in like probably in your audience mostly like the newer entrepreneurs like heck yeah how the heck do I make 5k in 30 mm-hmm. days like mm-hmm. and they're absolutely gonna click on that post and, right. and read it, you know yep and for me, that's just not me. Like right. I actually put up a post today that was like, you might notice that I don't talk a lot about how much money I make or how many mm-hmm. clients I have, or, you know, all of these things, because I prefer to focus on the inner yes. side of entrepreneurship. Right. Um, so I had to ask myself, why are those things triggering me? And it mm-hmm. was because that side 
of like the money Mm -hmm. to me isn't the important part of entrepreneurship. It's the self-development part of entrepreneurship and, and all of the, the energy and the mindset and all the things behind all of the do actions. Right. The life journey. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think when you post like that too, in fact, you are just being yourself. That is what we would say, you know, you're just being mm-hmm. because you are posting exactly reflective of yourself, which means 50% of the people that see that are going to resonate with that. 50% of the people might have something else on their mind. So they're going to keep looking, which is also mm-hmm. absolutely fine. Yeah. So that you know, that is the beauty of just being ourselves. But I absolutely agree with you that you know, social media has a tendency to add, make us feel like we are validated by our social following or by mm. our numbers or whether people like all of our stuff. Mm. Um, you know, it is literally like ripping off the front of your house and just sitting in your home and having this passerby's <laughs> like looking at you. Look at you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it is totally like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, other than seeing that other than feeling that everything that we put on social media is just a reflection of us wanting to serve people. If Mm -hmm. we do it in that sense, then I think that's when it becomes the most helpful because even when we just show ourselves just in our own home sitting there, there's nothing glamorous. There's no Ferrari. There's no Porsche. There's nothing. We're just doing our thing. You know, that also connects with the people. There's also those other entrepreneurs out there um, who feel worried about getting on social media and showing themselves. So yeah. these are all ways that we're showing that it is absolutely okay to just be yourself, just show people who you are, and then wait for people to resonate with that if they want to. Otherwise, mm-hmm. the rest can, you know, continue looking for their own thing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the people that resonate will come. Like, Always stick around, yep. Yeah, there's, there's no question about that at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, awesome. <laughs> conversation's been amazing, Liz. Thank you oh, so much. Thank you for... so much for having me here. Yes, I can't wait to look more into your work too, because I think this idea of you know getting your mindset into the right place before you attempt anything in your life, whether it's mm-hmm. entrepreneurship or anything, it's so you know people think that that's the least technical thing to do. It's the thing that doesn't fit onto a task list of one, two, three, but absolutely it's the most important. It's going to make the most difference as to whether you preserve your own mental health, whether Mm -hmm. you wake up excited every day to work on your business or whether you feel like it's slogging, um, you know, how you respond to the people around you as you're building your business. I think absolutely it's number one. So yeah. It changes your entire life. It really does. Totally. totally. (laughs) Inside and out. And Um, you get to know yourself on a whole different level and you're going to, you're going to be like, Oh, (laughs) I didn't even know that person existed. Look at that. It's the Jekyll and Hyde. Like sometimes it's right in front of you, which is amazing because how else would you get to that point? You know, if you don't know about the Jekyll and you don't know about the Hyde, then how can you address either of those characters? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The life journey is really, really, it's so important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I am excited to find out more about you too. And I'm sure that other listeners are as well. So tell us how we can find you. Okay. So my website is www.timeboxdigitalmedia.com. So most of my information is on there. And then my Instagram is timeboxmomentsandmedia. Um, So Timebox Moments and Media is my original company, my event management company. So that's the name of that. And then the digital business that I started later is Timebox Digital Media. Mm. So I'm available in both of those places. Um, So I like to generally talk on my platforms about, you know, how you can use video marketing the right way, how you can show up on social media 
the right way to market to your clients so that it feels good to yourself and it's also pleasing for them. Mm. Um, and, you know, really the strategy is to consider in your first couple of years so that you don't have to break the bank, break your back, you know, worry about your yeah. mental health and your physical health and end up overwhelmed and uh, burnt out. So, yeah. yeah, so I'm so grateful to, to be here today and also to uh, connect with you. Yes, me mm. as well. And anyone listening, uh, please, as always, screenshot this, tag us on Instagram, tell us what your aha moments were, send us DM, show us love, because we love you and we want to hear from you. Mm -hmm. So um, on that note, everyone, we'll see you in the next episode. If you're a visionary, soul-led entrepreneur, creative, light worker, or healer, then maybe you've struggled with setting and reaching your goals probably because you're repeating sabotaging patterns in your process to implement the actions needed, or you just plain don't truly believe that you can reach them. Does that sound familiar? You may have answered no to that question, and that's completely understandable too, because you may not recognize that's what's happening. We have a funny way of avoiding the root cause of what's actually holding us back. I did too. Just like you, I wanted to truly and easily reach the goals I set for myself and my business. But honestly, it was a struggle until I finally learned how my mind actually worked and implemented ways I could train it to work for me, to actually seek out the things I wanted and needed to accomplish the things that I set out to do. Instead of just thinking that there was something wrong with me, settling and accepting the fact that it was just the way that I was. And then I set up a simple framework that helped me to truly understand the goals that I wanted to reach, the purpose and intention of each goal, how to make the path to reaching them fun and exciting so I stay in alignment and want to keep going. I draw, drew a map of the actions I would take to reach them without complication, overwhelm, or stress so I knew exactly what I was doing every day to meet my own expectations and crush it. So I created the Epic Alignment Masterclass. It's a free masterclass, a true masterclass, where you will learn so you can take action and implement so you see results in your own business. It's completely free, and I would love for you to watch it if any of this resonates with you. Just go to www.theelevatedentrepreneur.net slash epic and watch it today.